And hello and welcome to the Baseball Radio Talk Show. It's the Season 1 Second Edition show. We have a retirement in baseball. We have a whole lot to talk about on this edition. So won't you join us? It's the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Welcome aboard the second edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. It's brought to you by BaseballTalkRadio.com, the home of great baseball talk show podcasts. And how are you doing tonight, Gary? I'm great, Rich. Great to uh, see you again and talk to you a little bit about baseball. Yes, indeed. Our, our second edition of the new show here. It's a re- revised version, a revitalized version of our long-running talk shows about baseball we used to call it mlb this week all about the baseball world and we have a whole lot of bunch of new listeners aboard the show we want to thank everybody for staying with us and tuning in yeah it, it's great to have new listeners and you know, holding on to some of the old standby so uh welcome aboard everybody yep and we have a whole lot of great baseball news to discuss in tonight's show and perhaps uh, taking the stage tonight with the most limelight, Gary, I think we'd have to say it's uh, somebody up there in the Bronx. Well, yeah, Rich, tonight is uh, A-Rod, uh, Alex Rodriguez's final game with the New York Yankees. I say that because there are all kinds of rumors that somebody might try to sign him. He has uh, essentially been released by the Yankees and they gave him the op they gave him the opportunity to play a couple of more games and it it's been an ugly situation though here the whole week very tense um first off the manager came out and said that he could play every game and then he changed his mind because they're in a pennant race at least he thinks so um that uh you know, uh, he couldn't play every game, and then he did play pinched hit anyway in a couple of the games. Played, I think, last night, and tonight he's back in Yankee Stadium, and he's playing the entire game. In fact, as we speak, I'm looking at MLB over here, and he is up now with a 2-1 to lead and a guy on first base. Um, in his final game, MLB is streaming it, apparently, on uh, MLB.com. So um, it's been an ugly week, though. He asked to play third base, and they refused. And (laughs) I I probably would have let him play if I was the manager, you know. But the manager says, uh, I'm in a pennant race. I'm in it to win. I can't put people in that may not be capable of playing. and, And that's, you know. It, it's it's kind of a shame, and at the same time, it's really it, – it's been – as being a Met fan with the struggles they've had, it's really been kind of uh, hilarious watching this whole thing and seeing that it's not only the Mets that can screw up stuff. Yeah, and it's not something that was preplanned. This was just announced uh, less than a week ago that uh, A-Rod would retire. Uh, kind of a surprise announcement. I didn't think he would – go out like this. I guess the Yankees sort of forced his hand a little bit, saying that they probably would have released him anyway or demoted him in some manner. But um, 
Yeah, it's it's sort of um, you know my kind of ending to a career though. Um, when you have a player like that 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 retires, I think I'd rather see him go out like this than say like uh, his protege uh, at shortstop did last year with the long goodbyes. Every stadium he stopped at was a big news event, and uh, that in Jeter, of course. But uh, I kind of like this method more. You know, I'm done, mm-hmm. I'm finished, I'll play to the end of the week, and that's all. Yeah, well, I, I as you said, I, I don't think he had a choice, really, in the matter. I think the Yankees, um, he hadn't played. He was benched. He was hitting about 190 or 200 or something like that. By the way, he just doubled in a run. So uh, maybe they should pinch pinch run for him now and let him get the big ovation. But I think it's only the first inning, so I guess you can't do that. But let him go out with a hit at least. <laughs> um, but he has been benched for, for not performing at all, and they had no intention of putting him in back to play. And I think it just came to a point where they wanted to get more youth up here um, you know, there's been an argument they couldn't wait another 18 days. They should, couldn't have kept him on a roster until September 1st and then kind of made him like a, a mentor or something. But uh, I think they wanted to get young, and they showed that with the trades that they made. And he was just taking the space of somebody. They weren't playing him, so essentially they were playing with a 24-man roster. Uh, and apparently it's been very uncomfortable between him and Girardi, the manager, the last uh, couple of weeks or so. So the ultimatum came down. I guess they figured that he wasn't going to quit, so the only way to do it was to force his hand and force him to retire, and they'll give him a cushy job, and, and he gets his contract because they essentially are releasing him, though they won't, they, they deny that they are releasing him, but... That that's the case. It's uh, not the same case as Cecil Cecil. I keep calling him Cecil Prince Fielder, who had to retire this past week uh, due to a neck injury, and he was told by doctors he'll never play baseball again. So he was forced out. Uh, A Rod was forced out, but for different reasons, not for an injury, but for a a lack of. uh, you know, talent. Production. Yeah, lack of production. Uh, he's 41 years old and just wasn't producing anymore. And, and the age catches up to you. Yeah, I mean, we just heard that he doubled in a run and he's going to do that. So, yeah, it would be, I don't think it would be to his advantage to take another team on had one approached him. Uh, I don't think he's ready for that. I think he's kind of made his mind up that he's done for his playing career. And as you said, he didn't lose any money. It looks like the Yankees are going to do the right thing, apparently, with him and Mm -hmm. and pay him the rest of his contract, if you want to call that doing the right thing to somebody that has abused steroids and things. That's just another chapter in this book that we haven't even explored. Uh, But... Yeah, it's it's bittersweet. You know, you see a, a superstar like this, and whether or not he used the steroids and accomplished what he did, or maybe he would have been great anyway without the steroids, possibly. Uh, it certainly helped him uh, in his career, especially in the last few years of his career, extend that career. But 
the legacy that he leaves behind is going to be tainted, I believe. Uh, I don't believe he'll ever get into the Hall of Fame even. No, I don't think so either, Rich. Um, I, I think, uh, but who knows, In down the line, you know, there was some softening uh, towards some of these guys, Bonds and Clemens, both uh, their vote totals did go up slightly, I believe, this past voting for the Hall of Fame. So there's always an outside chance that someday people will say, you know what, everybody was doing it or most people were doing it. So I think with him, it just came down as a sleazy thing, the way he sued the doctor and sued the Yankees and sued this guy and and said nasty things about the organization. And, and, you know, and then, of course, they had to make nicey-nice because they were still on the contract and everything. And But believe me, they tried every which way to get rid of him before he came back after his suspension. And... He came back last year and got off to a fast start, so that really put them in a in a bind. And then the second half of last year, he just struggled terribly, and it continued into this season. So there's enough of uh, um, a, a, enough evidence there that perhaps he has declined that that he's a, not a useful, productive player anymore. You know, yeah, okay, he got a double, but you know. Um, we may even be able to get a double if we got a bat around <laughs> fast enough against some of these guys, you know? So yeah. it would be the running that would be the problem. <laughs> we need a pinch runner right yeah, off the bat. Yeah, right off the bat, a designated runner. Um, but I think that's that's really the, the, the problem here. But it, as you said, it's a shame to see. Uh, sometimes you wish these guys would would go out with a blaze of glory, you know, just, just, um, when you hit 39 or I, I can understand why he wanted to come back. He didn't want to go out after being suspended for a year. Um, but probably his best bet was when he got off to the fast start last year and started to slump in the second half, he should have just called it quits at that point. But then he would have had to give up the contract. And this way, I guess he forced the Yankees hand and he gets the money. Yeah, these guys are, are very good about that. I can remember Cliff Lee uh, being injured. Uh, he didn't want to have surgery. I uh, kind of wanted to heal naturally, quote, unquote. Well, that would take the better part of a year or more, but he gladly accepted the Phillies $25 million to sit on the bench. Or <laughs> I think eventually they sent him home and just told him, you know, go home, we'll mail you a check. <laughs> Uh, for the last year, he collected the whole $25 million, didn't feel not a one guilty about it, knew he wasn't going to return to the mound for the Phillies and sort of sort of faded off into the sunset there with his $25 mil for the year. Yeah, well, it's nice work if you can get it. <laughs> yeah, a sideline to uh, tonight's being A-Rod's last game there in the Bronx, uh, a lot of odds, and uh, I wanted to thank Jimmy Shapiro, out in Las Vegas, he sends me odds from time to time on different interesting games and things. Uh, he sent the A-Rod odds to me uh, this past week after it was announced that he would be playing his last game. Uh, should A-Rod's last plate appearance result in a single, you could bet on these out in Vegas. You would get 6-1 to one odds on that. <laughs> a double or a triple, well, you'd be getting 12-1 to one for that. 
and this is the last plate appearance, mind you. Uh, a home run, 10 to 1. A walk, 10 to 1. A strikeout, 2 to 1. A ground out, 5 to 2. Or a fly out, 5 to 2. So somewhere, somehow, they have these odds figured out, Gary. Yeah, it's amazing how they do that stuff, but. Uh... Uh, just a side note here, Rich. If you are in the New York area, MLB just figured out that there's a blackout rule because now we are no longer getting the A-Rod game. Even though it says watch A-Rod's final game, uh, we are no longer getting it. We are watching now the Philadelphia Phillies and the Colorado Rockies. Ah, well, that's nice. So, <laughs> Just so you know that. Always a cool thing. They they do offer a free game every night on MLB.tv. Check it out over there if you're on your computer. You you, you become hooked to that because you want to join up. You want to you want to get all the games. You get all the feeds from all over the country. Um, and I just recently, I think the last show, I told you I I signed up for it. It's very uh, entertaining, especially as these races are are heating up here. Right. Uh, a number of other bets you could have made out there in Las Vegas. Here's one. Uh, A-Rod's last game. Will he record a hit? Well, we already know that now. Yes. Reach base. <laughs> that was minus 200. In other words, you're going to, for yes, if you put up 200, you're going to win 100, and the answer is yes. So if you bet against A-Rod, you would have had to bet $160 to win 100. And you would have been at your 160 because he's got his hit here. He got his hit, and uh, we don't know what happened after that because <laughs> they blacked me out. But uh, yeah, well, we'll be keeping an eye on it. So uh, uh, very interesting there, A Rod. What a what a career! He was the first 250 million dollar contract to ever come out of baseball when he was with the Texas Rangers. A uh, number of different uh, firsts that he's done over the years. And you know what? Something I've been noticing uh, in RollingStone.com, they've been publishing a lot of baseball stories. I think I only remember them with some uh, politics and music news, but they've ventured into uh, to baseball here as well. And they have an interesting article on their site, uh, what the fans got right and what they got wrong. With a rod, so uh, check that article out. Uh, see what you think about it. Not going to read it verbatim here, um, but it's an interesting article. It'll, it'll present both sides of the story, uh, whether it be the the person that feels that he he shouldn't have been able to play baseball for what he did to somebody that he did absolutely nothing wrong <laughs> so ran the whole gamut yeah well i guess you can see that especially in uh, rolling stone yeah they don't really uh uh gloss over <laughs> they'll tell you exactly how they feel about something and i wonder if they're telling anybody how they feel about uh, that football quarterback that's trying to come back to professional sports and uh, Tim Tebow uh, is trying to make a comeback. Rich, what do you think about that? Well, I, I saw the headlines um, a couple days ago, and I don't know. I, has he played any minor league ball games yet? Uh, I'm reading an article on USA Today where 
uh, said already he doesn't want to be a, a sort of a sideshow attraction in a minor league team. Well, you know, nobody does. You have to go out on the field. You have to make things happen. And unfortunately, I think he's going to have to make things happen. And if he does, so be it. I'd love to see him on the baseball field. Yeah. um, He hasn't played since high school, which was 2005. And uh, apparently he was pretty good. Now, I believe it was Gary Sheffield was uh, totally against the idea. But then he came around, he said um, he watched him uh, take some batting practice, watched him play a little bit, and said, yeah, he's got the talent. But he's 29 years old. He's got to go to the minor leagues. It's not fair that these other guys, it's really not fair he'll take somebody's spot in the minor leagues. But, look, if he's better than somebody that's on a team, he deserves to be there. But he can't just go to a major league team. The game is too much, it's too fast, and uh, it's a totally different game. And you have to work your way up that ladder to figure it out. And at 29 years old, I don't know, where would you start him? Do you start him at uh, double A or single A and and move him to double A. I mean, where did Michael Jordan go? He went to double A and he he couldn't really handle it. I I believe he went to he played double A. And um it's not an easy sport. It's one of the most difficult things to do to hit a round ball with a round bat coming at you at 90 to 100 miles an hour. It's just not an easy thing to do and to lay off now, he is a fantastic athlete, and he may still have those athletic reactions and, and may be able to do something, but uh, I still think he has to go to the minor league teams. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that he'll start off in some fashion if he's drafted. Uh, I doubt any professional team, uh, unless, of course, it's in September when they expand the rosters, uh, then they might be able to carry an extra guy like him uh, that has talent. Maybe they want to see what he does uh, if he's above a certain level uh, when he's drafted or signed on with a team. Uh, you might see something like that. And as you said, 29 years old, uh, he's a little old to start playing baseball. Uh, but certainly not um, over the hill yet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. And um, don't even know what position he plays, but uh, I was doing some reading. Uh, Gary Sheffield gave him a, a good compliment. He said he spent some time with uh, Tebow in the cages recently, and he calls him a natural. Uh, he said he absolutely believes in his ability to play in the bigs. So uh, there's a, a pro that has observed him and seems to think he has some talent. So the only thing is, you know, he seems to want to have a big spotlight on him all the time, not like part of a team like look at me type of a person. Well, apparently the Angels were interested in drafting him in 2005, but he never sent back the information card. So uh, I they never wasted the draft pick on him. He does not have to get drafted. He will be 29 at the end of this week. Um, 
But his tryout, his his tryout for the whatever you want to work out that the he has invited the thirty major league baseball teams to come and see him work out is at the end of the month. So we're already going to be in September. I don't know. It's an odd time he picked uh, to to even attempt this. He would have been better off saying in uh, you know January. And work out right before spring training and, and hope to get signed on and go to spring training with a team. At this uh, point of the season, I don't think, I you know, I, I don't know. I don't I don't see anybody signing and bring him up because it's not fair to somebody in AAA and that's played with the team, you know, for a couple of years in the system that's worked their way up and maybe AAA now. And would it be fair for them not to be brought up? In September, because they they hired this guy, um, it's it's going to be an interesting situation. There's a, a scout. He got very positive scouting reports when he was a kid. That's going to be interesting. I, I don't think we'll see him on a major league diamond this year. Uh, although within the next couple of weeks, apparently it's been said that uh, all thirty teams will have an opportunity to go view his workouts somewhere. Maybe he'll be on a field for uh, an independent league somewhere, possibly. It didn't say. No, I, uh, I, I think Richie's just going to hold a tryout like they do for uh, a lot of these uh, football players and whatnot. They just, you know, like a pro day at the college. He'll hit. He'll he'll make th- some throws. He'll catch some fly balls. I'm assuming that he's an outfielder. doesn't say really what position he played it said he had a strong arm and, and a lot of power so i'm going to assume he was an outfielder uh he, he's a lefty thrower so he'd, he'd be limited to the outfield or first base so um i i'm going to say he's an outfielder so my guess is that's what they'll do they'll have him hit some they'll hit fly balls they'll make him run they'll, they'll hit some in the gap to see you know how he tracks it He'll he'll hit some batting practice. They'll they'll throw some fastballs. They'll throw some changeups. They'll throw some curveballs to see how he reacts to each one. And then uh, it's up if the scouts see anything, then it's up to them. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with Tebow and uh, see how he uh, performs on the field. Maybe he can make a, a major league team or. You know, at least get into the minors and work his way up like uh, most ball players do. But you had mentioned the player that uh, had to retire uh, this past week due to injury, and that's Prince Fielder. What a big surprise that is. Uh, uh, kind of a major surprise there. He's still only uh, 32 years old. Uh, he'll be 33 uh, next May, actually. So. He's still kind of a young guy to to have an injury like that put him out of baseball for the rest of his life. It it's amazing. Well, he he had a, a neck problem and a, a, I guess a, a, a spinal problem, and uh, I believe he had surgery on it once, and he re-injured it, and the, the doctors told him he cannot. You know, I don't know if he could get another spinal fusion, and if they did do it he wouldn't be able to play professional baseball again. And the eerie thing about the whole thing is he ended up with 
uh, believe, 319 home runs, which is the same number of home runs his father ended up his career with. So uh, that's spooky in a way. Uh, it would have, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, uh, he's a big guy. Maybe that put extra pressure on his neck. And it's a funny thing. You know, now we're seeing neck injuries. The Mets had it with David Wright. He had surgery, um, some spinal and neck surgery. Uh, he's looking to come back. But who knows if he hurts it again, They might, he might get the same diagnosis, if he can even come back from it. But uh, just a shame. Big power hitter. Uh, uh, ended up his career with the Texas Rangers. Signed a big contract a few years ago. Played with Detroit and uh, someone else he played with. Milwaukee, I believe, he started. Yeah, he broke into the league with the Brewers uh, at age 21. Uh, 2005, he played uh, a little less than a third of a season, his first season in. Uh, His first full year, he finished seventh rookie of the year, 2006. And I think that year... I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see. Hanley Ramirez was the rookie of the year that year in the NL. Uh, but, yeah, played a number of years, full seasons, 162 games, and you don't really see too many players playing those type of seasons anymore. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four. Four years he played all 162 games. Uh, one year was 161, so he just missed a full season. And a handful of others, 158, 159. So he was a real workhorse of uh, mm-hmm. baseball wherever he's been. And as you said, the last couple years with Texas, he's had some injuries. Uh, I remember hearing about a sleep apnea mm-hmm. problem he had earlier in the year. And... Uh, didn't really do much to help himself with the weight either. He, his weight was tremendous. Uh, it probably kept him down quite a bit. Um, I don't know what it was, but he was well, well over what he should have been uh, playing baseball for sure. Yeah, well, I think one year he did lose weight and his numbers went down. So, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, just a sad thing there with uh, Prince Fielder having to retire. More than likely now, might, might come out after the end of the season. Maybe he has hope to return to the Diamond, but uh, he did announce that he no longer can physically play baseball. So keep an eye on that for you. And we want to invite you all to uh, check out our website. We're still at the same spots on the Internet. You can find our video show at our YouTube page. It's the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Just Google that in. Or you can also follow us on Twitter, of course. Uh, We used to be MLB this week, of course. And uh, you can find us now at the same handle. We're still at MLB this week. Uh, we're going under the name of the Baseball Talk Radio Show, so we'd appreciate the follow. We'll send out some tweets from time to time. You can find us uh, talking baseball here 
and especially on our YouTube channel. You can tune right in. Uh, tonight's show, for example, I invited anybody that was uh, in our Twitter handle to uh, come and join us, talk a little baseball with us. And it's very easy to do. The way we record the shows are with our webcams and microphones. So if you have a, a tablet or a webcam at home, a decent one, or a microphone that you can plug in, USB, we're going to invite you on the show from time to time. Take your comments, see what, what you want to talk about a little bit in this new edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. So we're going to try to liven things up for you, make you a part of the show if you'd like to join us. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it certainly is, Rich, and uh going to try to get some guests on, but uh, it's just been uh, kind of a crazy time, so we're just getting rolling here, but stick with us. It's going to get a, even better than it is now. I don't know how, but it's, <laughs> I don't know how I can get any better, Rich, but... <laughs> we're going we're to raise the bar so high, it's just going to be, <laughs> it's going to be tremendous. <laughs> but, uh, God, just... Talking about things that are tremendous, Gary, you had uh, something that uh, got held over from last week's show that uh, we didn't have time to put on on last week's show, but I, I really wanted to hear about it. Well, Rich, we, uh, you know, a few years ago, we never talked about anything such as location tracking or anything like that, uh, but apparently the technology uh, has come about. And uh, at Major League Ballparks today, there is a lot of this technology, location tracking technology, is something that the fans have probably experienced if you went to a ballpark. The MLB Ballpark app, for instance, uses location trackers to give fans special offers, including seat upgrades, and inform them of surrounding amenities. For iOS users, the app is triggered by checking in through iBeacon technology. Now, that AMP is an example of how this technology is spread in recent years. Most ballparks offer the technology in some form, allowing MLB to be one of the leading North American league when it comes to uh, location tracking. And uh, estimates say that 93% of the ballparks offer it in some form. It's quite a jump from three years ago. So, I don't know, you know, uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? It's it's almost like they can watch everything you do at a ball game, and uh, I, it's a little, seems a little creepy to me, but uh, I, I guess it's the wave of uh, the future. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail right on the head there uh, with the creepiness. Um, and it's something that these companies want to buy into. They want to know more about you. They want to know more about your contacts. They want to know your Facebook information. It's almost like they want to come inside your door and see what you're eating for dinner every night. Um, and it, it's not just baseball, it, but big corporations, um, they feed off of information. They want to know how old you are. They want to know if you're male or female. They want to know your salary. They want to know how to extract more money out of your pocket in the end. Um, but, yeah, as you said, Gary, I think even to term that big brother is watching at a ballpark uh, might be an understatement. And to compare it to um, 
to that book of years ago uh, where Big Brother was talked about. I don't even think that <laughs> this day and age comes close to what that was talking about. It, it's gone beyond that uh, quite a bit. And it's it's everything. It's not just baseball. It's these apps that we're putting on our phones. Uh, we're allowing them perm- permissions to access different files from what you post on social media. There's even a company out there that I was reading about that has a dossier or a folder about every single American in the country. Um, and, of course, I guess you would have to be on social media or some sort of computer, something like that, for them to uh, fill out this dossier or profile of you, if you want to say that. But, uh, yeah, apparently they're, they've got a marketing set up where they collect all the information that they can about you from various websites uh, across the Internet. May, maybe you've posted on a newspaper forum. Maybe you've offered your opinions here or there. Uh, it's it's very scary, and it's very scary how uh, not only companies are monitoring this, law enforcement monitors social media more than you know, uh, getting more and more every year, uh, for example. They're using these tools uh, in effect to look in on you, to spy on you, um, to know more about you, of course, uh, you know, the companies are doing it for money, but the um, law enforcement agencies and other government agencies, both foreign and domestic, who knows what <laughs> they're doing with the information. So, yeah, I've got to say it is kind of spooky. And yet you look at it on the other hand and you say, well, it's protecting our lives to a certain extent, but, you know, to what, to what extent do we want to have that happen? You know, do we right. want to give up all of our rights just to be uh, to be so-called safe? And and to me, I think if you give up a lot of your rights, then you're not safe anyway. So, uh, but uh, look, they're using this, and uh, it's growing, and people use these apps. And my my question is. Some of the the ballparks, though, the the Wi-Fi is so bad that you really can't even get on the app. And then, of course, unless that's part of the money they make with the phone companies, because then you got to use your data uh, to get on these apps. But um, that's that's the only thing I, I would say. If they're gonna look, if they're gonna take my money and and want to track me and everything, then you better boost up your Wi-Fi because I don't want to pay for the data going out. <laughs> Make it easier to uh Sure, why not? I I mean at this stage they know everything anyway about you. Um just give me good Wi Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Free Wi Fi, yeah. Free There's not Wi-Fi. very much of that uh that exists at certain stadiums. Um LA Dodgers, uh the new GM or president out there, his name is Farhan Zaid. I believe Zaidi, uh, he's been one to embrace embrace these biometrics that they call uh, learning about their customers uh, with any means possible, uh, and they pay big money to these companies to do it for them and present all these facts and figures uh, to the team, 
in an effort for them to to market you better, to get you at the stadium. Okay, who's who's more likely to come to a stadium? I'm going to focus on them. I'm going to target them uh, for offers, things like that. And that's that's the nature of the business here. Um, and it seems like I'm reading a very good book all about uh, this specific topic. That's why I was so interested when I saw the uh, that you were going to bring it up on the last show. And there's it, just amazing things that happen behind the scenes with this that that nobody really realizes. Uh, like being on an open Wi-Fi, like you said, you want free Wi-Fi. Well, Wi-Fi isn't free <laughs> unless you've got a secure connection. So if you're up on a Wi-Fi, a free Wi-Fi network, there's other people that can intercept your information from credit card information to God knows what, anything you put through the Internet. So be very careful out there as well. Uh, when you're looking for Wi-Fi and you see a quote-unquote free site, uh, nothing's free, and there could be hackers sitting in the background collecting all this information as you're putting it over the airwaves. Uh, it's sort of just like a radio station if you want to view it that way. Say you're on your laptop or tablet. You're sending information through the air to that router wherever you're connecting to, and there's somebody down there that can receive that as well. Uh, they can download it right to their computer, have every little last keystroke that you're sending out, uh, whether it be personal or just uh, nonsense that you're carrying on online. So be very careful of that as well. And, you know, Rich, we have this Pokemon craze, and, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's a location tracking app as well. Uh, because you're you're looking for these Pokemons and people know where you're looking, so they know where they. However, they do it, I don't know. Um, but uh, and there's millions of people do using this, so um, I, I don't think it's so far fetched to say that uh, Brooke, uh, uh, that uh, Big Brother is watching. You know, and as you say, uh, the government is spying on everything that we do. Anyway, they know everything, so. Um, but do we need Major League Baseball spying us as well? Yeah, and there is a special on HBO. It's called Vice. Um, check it out. You can see some of their episodes of Vice Sports, vice.com, uh, and check out Vice on HBO. You can see a full episode of some of the uh, things that are going on uh, where these companies and, and organizations are monitoring your activities. So, you know, as listeners, we would hope you would be uh, savvy to this, and uh, we just want to clue you in on um, ways to protect yourself, your privacy, maybe. And as Gary said, you know, you, nine times out of ten, you're not going to care. But if you have your vital information going over an open airwave, uh, it's not very good either. It's not like you would leave your door open at night and allow somebody to come in and look through your checkbook or something. So uh, tighten it down and uh, think smart when you use uh, your devices. And we do not track you, so you can listen to us all the time. Exactly. We're not uh, – <laughs> we're not – we're – we love that people listen to the show, but we're not uh, – we're not going to be knocking on your door, so to speak, Uh <laughs> 
we're don't collect any information about our listeners. So unless you, you miss an episode, <laughs> <laughs> not even on the episode. But uh, well, thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. We hope you liked it again. It was like as much as we like bringing it to you. So uh, everyone have a great week. Gary, you do the same. And I believe Gary will be off next week. He's going on a baseball sabbatical. Yes, I am. Uh, I'll be uh, at, a, at a game next uh, Friday night in Staten Island at uh, to catch the Brooklyn Cyclones against the Staten Island Yankees. So looking forward to it. Um, uh, also, uh, we'll be uh, up in uh, Wappinger Falls uh Working at the, uh, we're trying to work at the uh, New York Penn League All-Star Game. So uh, anybody wants to stop by after at those two facilities and say hi, uh, I'll be there. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure you're going to get some good interviews on that uh, for that, uh, your Brooklyn Cyclone show, which incidentally you can find at BaseballTalkRadio.com. And over at, uh, is it CyclonesFeverCast.com? Yes, CyclonesFeverCast.com. All right, so check it out. Gary's shows there on baseball and uh, also Mets Musings, of course. So, uh, Gary, you have a great week. Enjoy your vacation week there with baseball and the All-Star Game for the New York Penn League. Okay, Rich, and you do the same. <laughs>